Welcome to and Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And surf's up, brah, it's Point Break. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Jo, how are you doing today? I'm here. <laughs> Great. Well, How are you, Jeff? You know what? I am here as well. Fabulous. So now that we've established that, let's Excellent. get on to the show. Uh, <laughs> Point Break is an action crime thriller that came out on July 12th, 1991, and was directed by Catherine Bigelow and written by W. Peter Illiff. Amy Jo, what's your experience with Point Break? I had so little experience of this film. I didn't know who was in it, what it was about, what a Point Break was. Yeah. I thought maybe a sport film. Um, based on points. Makes sense. Um, I thought maybe a cop film, uh, and then that... So breaking the case. I, well, just because it seemed like the kind of nondescript title that those it's almost, films it's almost have. Like, it's almost like point blank. It's like someone started to say point blank, and then they blanked on the word. Like, yo, it's like, you know, you got when you got to suspect that uh, point, uh, you gotta, point break. You got to you know? break the points into them. Yeah. So, or, or, yeah, as you said, like a, it could have been a sports movie. It yeah. could have been, you know, you got to break those points in, a, you know, when you're playing the football. Or like a, a, a gambling horse film. Ooh, a gambling horse Not a literal film. gambling horse. Not like BoJack Horseman is gambling. Oh, okay. But like... <laughs> <laughs> Although I would be interested in such a of film. Of course. Um, um, I was thinking like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, you're, I truly, you're gambling on the ponies, I, but you didn't even know that it was Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. Anything. You could have said this movie is about mm-hmm. fill in the blank. And I would have gone like, <laughs> sure. So this was my first time viewing it. Love and my it. Fir- I learned so much. Yeah, you learned so much about what a point break is. I didn't. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I think they tried to tell me. Fair enough. Um, this is my second time seeing this. I did not see this until like probably five or six years ago for the first time. So I, I it, it did not hold a place in my heart that movies like Speed have that I saw from such a young age. So mm-hmm. to me, like that was the pinnacle of action cinema. Just m- to mention another uh, Keanu ke- vehicle. Ke- classic uh, Keanu Literal 90s vehicle. vehicle. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, exactly. Um, but also... Which to me is funny that you knew literally nothing about this film because the movie that you and I have probably watched <laughs> the most times is Hot Fuzz. I I don't know. I would have. There's no possible way to tabulate how many times we've seen that film. Yeah. I would say easily upwards of thirty. I think that we. And put I that had film watched on. it a number of times yeah. before we were ever dating. Same. Yeah. I, we love that film, and there is reference to Point Break. I think that's why I thought it might be a cop film because mm. they mm-hmm. are law enforcement officers they sure are however we we put it on last night like so we watch point break yeah. and then we're like oh let's put on hot fuzz to go to sleep to there were lines i didn't know were in the movie it's like my ears didn't understand what they were hearing before so they just filtered it, it was out. all just gobbledygook before it they're just saying ju- like you, you've never seen point break and you're like you've never seen blah, blah, blah. that is exactly yeah. right and then like when i was I, I like stayed up long enough to watch that section and i remembered the bad boys 2 section mm-hmm. but the point break thing like in the way they have the video so grainy Sure. I could never have told you. Yeah, oh, you, sure, that's you, Keanu. Listener, if you've not seen Hot Fuzz, uh, oh, A, it's so, so good. So it's fun. so funny. Great 
uh, earlier Edgar Wright. Um, but B, there is like you've got uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and Simon Pegg is a super cop, and Nick Frost is kind of this bumbling cop that is working with him, uh, who's obsessed with all these action films. So he loves Point Break and Bad Boys Two. You ain't seen Bad you Boys ain't seen Two. Bad Boys Two. Uh, right. So they literally watch those two films in a row together. So you're seeing the clip of Keanu like holding a gun at Patrick Swayze in the Ronald Reagan mask, and then he just can't shoot us friend that he loves so he fires that gun in the air and then they replicate that in the film with nick frost as in the keanu reeves role uh so that they just mentioned the movie by name several times so i thought that i was quite amused that you literally it was like didn't even know that it was keanu reeves and patrick swayze even though the film that we've seen the most shows a clip of mm. at least keanu reeves because you can't tell it's patrick swayze it looks like he's trying to shoot ronald reagan i would say a melting that ronald you reagan. should watch it again and see unless you know that's what you're seeing mm -hmm. it just looks like someone on a fence you know like well yeah of course ronald reagan but keanu reeves, <sighs> is on the ground. <laughs> keanu reeves ain't on no fence no keanu reeves no, sorry yes you sorry. he's on the ground because yes, of that bum swayze. he's got that no, bum i know knee. he's got that bum um, but yes, I was shocked for a movie. I thought I could quote start to finish. Turns mm. out there mm -hmm. are lines that are just like the scales fell from my <laughs> eyes and I saw, you don't know all the lines cause you didn't know what on earth they were talking. I didn't remember that they mentioned the name Patrick Swayze in the film Hot Fuzz. Eh, well, what do you got to do? So I've, again, I've learned a lot. Oh, sure. But also I love, he's got that bum knee because he was, uh, former college football star who blew out his knee and then he apparently went to he i think that was the was he telling the truth that he went to law school or did he go straight from football to being in the fbi if he actually went know. and got his law degree so he tried to be a lawyer and then he got into the fbi i'm like is is he is this catch me if you can he's like i'm a football player <laughs> now i'm a lawyer and now i'm an fbi agent well, I, I swear i wonder who, if who like, is he rooking he could Keanu have Reeves. gone to this tells you how much I know about the FBI and honestly how much I care mm -hmm. about the FBI um, that perhaps he could have gone to law school and been recruited from there in some way. I don't know. I guess that feels like if you're trying to be, I don't know, get into the cops and they're like, oh no, you, you're Keanu Reeves. You're going straight to the FBI. I don't know like, if the FBI well, is recruiting. I mean, like, as we learned from the very overzealous and uh, volatile, uh, I don't know, boss figure, oh, like boy. middle management guy. John Seam again. Like. Oh my gosh. Um, As we learned from him in that first scene, it's a lot about number crunching and p pencil pushing. That's what he says. But yeah, as this movie would have it, it's a lot about catching those gnarly waves. I think that's also planes, why. And uh, getting into foot chases where bad guys throw a dog at your face. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that was so beautiful. Uh, we had to rewind it. <laughs> oh, we, we sure did. Oh, what a cinematic achievement. Um, So let's get into it. Spoilers ahead. If you have not seen Point Break or haven't seen it in a while, here's a brief-ish synopsis. Former Ohio State quarterback and rookie FBI agent Johnny Utah assists experienced agent Angelo Pappas in investigating a string of bank robberies by the ex-president. Let's stop there. Okay. So much to discuss. <laughs> Number one, they call him quarterback, and it's not to like a third of the way through the film that you learn he legit was a quarterback right. and like a famous one, like probably... If for them to be yeah, talking about him how, like he was, he's like I on know. track to win a Heisman, yeah, you Patrick know? Patrick Swayze, like, that's how he recognizes him is like, this, you're Johnny Utah, Ohio State. I saw you in like the buck in the Buckeyes. Yeah, I mean, like for people who follow college football, like a college well, football sure, star yeah. is a big deal, yeah. you know? Second thing I All, wanted to say. But even funnier to have uh, someone that is like to certain people, fame, a famous person yeah. to be an undercover fbi agent is true. hilarious although that's like the perfect disguise it's just like oh yeah you, you can't be the fbi you're you're johnny guy. utah which is the second thing i wanted to discuss which mm -hmm. is that his name is johnny utah yeah like joe montana <laughs> 
<laughs> they okay, were just like, all right, okay, you got me well, good. let's do another J name and then a different state. <laughs> Done. They, that's like a real like Johnny. random Duh. a random name generator. It feels like when you're doing like a little like uh, yes. what are those like little uh, a little meme yeah little, what's it oh what's one of those little oh little you fold it up into a little like origami like you're like I like, will marry you twenty five <laughs> yeah Jonathan Taylor Thomas uh, <laughs> and then uh, you, you open it up right right something yeah. like that or some Buzzfeed thing where it's like you got Johnny as your first name and as your last name Utah <laughs> so funny I think there was a that's like me, a bar Jeremy Alaska Jeremy Alaska. <laughs> Jason, Texas. Um, I, f- I feel like there Jared, was Jared, a- New Jersey. <laughs> that that's about right. Um, I feel like there was a I bar up, called. I think I knew a Jared, New Jersey, in, in high school. Oh. Um, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. I'm just saying. I, f- I think there was a bar called Johnny Utah, Johnny Utah's, oh. on like fifties. I don't know, in the low fifties, mm-hmm. uh, Midtown. Uh, back at least back in the day because i went to some place yeah. with the i was gonna say the cast not true with the p- colleagues of mine that worked at the heartland <laughs> brewery uh by radio uh. city music hall we all like went one night um and there's like a mechanical bowl there that people were writing and stuff it's the first time i had been in a room that like was a huge like you had to go to it was like in a basement but it was a huge space with this gigantic like pen in the middle for some you know because if you get flung yeah. up there's like you got you, have want, room you for want you to fly. some room you don't want to go flying into the bar itself not really new no, but it was so wild i was like wow here we are in like i don't know west 52nd street <sighs> like the dead of midtown being like you know be a real hoot is to write a mechanical bolt but i mean i guess like that's also very much like most of the people we would serve during the day were very like corporate types mm. um after a long day of crunching those numbers, you want to wind down with some riding a mechanical bull. I want to get thrown off a bull At Johnny with Utah's. someone <laughs> I work with. That which feels very in line with this film. You're going to name your bar Johnny Utah's and you're like, yeah, you got to get that adrenaline rush. I'm not just here to drink beers. I'm here to drink beers and ride a mechanical bull. <laughs> I'm going to let it throw you off. I'm going to jump out of a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was there anything else about that first sentence that we wanted I to I don't remember at this point. Okay, great. Let's start over then. So <laughs> former Ohio State quarterback and rookie FBI agent Johnny Utah, which I love that opening uh, where he's just like going through the gun course. like Oh, yeah. Where they, In the it, rain. Where I'm pretty sure they show the exact same shots a few times of the same like targets getting mm-hmm. blown up again. Um, but I love because there was a video like a few years ago of Keanu. Because, I mean, since then, this is his first like big action movie, first real action movie at all. Um, but now, of course, we have, you know, Speed and The Matrix and John Wick. He's an acting or he, he's well, an action legend. I don't know if he's an acting legend, but Keanu Reeves is an action legend. Uh, but there's a video of him doing a gun course like that, like in real life, where he's just like annihilating it because he's like been, you know, he trains Training in this stuff forever, in an insane amount. So to see him like in this where they got to like do so many quick cuts uh, was funny to me, having seen like a single camera on him, just like, you know, 50 something Keanu Reeves just being like going through like the terminator uh on this course is uh very impressive of wow. how much he like continues to just get better and better and like it's, yeah. a, it's a real commitment to that level of his uh of Action his persona and of his craft yeah. yeah yeah you know i <laughs> what a sentence i'm about to say but i i've been to a gun range once in my life and it was on west 23rd street <laughs> Because I was, oh my gosh, this is so revealing about me. I was working on the play Hedda Gabler, mm-hmm. and she shoots pistols. Now, if she you don't have us. a license, all you can shoot is like a revolver, at least in the state of New York. And you know what? That's fine. I'd never shot anything, not even a BB gun. Uh, Nor you know. I. So 
I'm there, and my brother thought this was hilarious. He's like, wait, I need photos of you at a gun range. I was like, I, that feels strange. But, like, apparently the guy who was there who was, like, signing me in and showing me how to use the equipment was saying, like, oh, yeah, the most, most of the people who come here are cops who are doing, like, target practice mm-hmm. and actors who have to play cops on television. And I was like, oh, yes, well, this is New York City. That tracks. It's not usually people who are, like, I want to practice for my deer hunting. It's people like, I have to look like right. I know what I'm doing, you know, so I can do whatever on law and order. Exactly. Exactly. You you were at the gun range, and to your left was Christopher Maloney. To your right was Mariska Hargitay. And there was iced tea down at the end. It was I, great. I don't recall that, but sure. <laughs> wow. She confirmed it, listener. Uh, uh, Johnny Utah assists experienced agent Angelo Papas in investigating a string of bank robberies by the ex-presidents, a gang of robbers who wear rubber masks of Ronald Reagan, Richard Nixon, Lyndon B. Johnson, and Jimmy Carter. Rather than they're really good at pithy one-liners. Oh, they. Lo- I mean, especially I think it's James Legros as Nixon, where it's like every time it's like I am not a crook. It's like oh, let's do this thing. It's like even in the car, it's like he. It feels like that character really wanted to be a little stand-up comedian or something, or at least just oh, an yeah. impressionist. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they think they're hilarious. They really do. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have like a Kennedy. That feels uh, that feels like a real like easy way. Like, I yeah, need you to stay on the ground there. Because who did they have? They had Reagan, it was Carter, Reagan, Nixon, Carter, and Johnson. Nixon and uh, and Johnson. Yeah. 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 I mean, whatever. I guess you know the, the, the Lyndon B. Johnson mask was so much you know what it was? A lot cheaper. Yeah, that, there you go. It was cheaper. JFK mask priority sold out. Uh, totally. yeah, all, th- th- that was what was left was the Lyndon B. Johnson mask. I'd be great if they had like whatever you know William Henry Harrison or Taft, <laughs> Taft, that just that Taft mask. mustache. <laughs> be great. You have all like the which is it's really kind of funny. It's is it's a fun uh thing for this film. You've got all these like Ronald Reagan robbing these people. Oh, yeah. is a great like little pointed like they don't get into it too much, but it's a nice little like political underlining thing well and it's also clearly part of what the character who we will come to learn is wearing the right. reagan mask it's yeah. like espoused like the politics and the theories that he totally. espouses it's Absolutely. like oh this does all add up but it would be funny if it was reagan nixon carter and abraham lincoln like someone like george washington yes and so everyone else has a shotgun and, and george washington just has like an axe he's just chopping <laughs> on that cherry tree um, <laughs> rather than robbing the vaults the the ex-presidents only demand the cash the tailors have in their drawers and are gone within 90 seconds. Pursuing Pappas' theory that the criminals are surfers, uh, Utah goes undercover to infiltrate the surfing community. He really wins them over so fast because, like, you know, Keanu's, like, pretty skeptical. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, only surfers have tan lines like that. Yeah, there's a, the one guy moons, the one robber moons the camera and... Gary Busey's like, oh, he, he's got he's got that tan on there, so you know he's got to be one of them surfers. It's like that. His two pieces of evidence are he's got a tan line and he, he it's like particles of wax that could well, come from also the timing that it being like summer and, and the, time, at you're the right. timing, which that's honestly the biggest kind of piece of evidence for yeah. that sort of thing. It's like they're they're seasonal workers in some maybe, way. What's the season? maybe they are just a quartet of teachers, underpaid teachers, so that they can only rob banks during possible. the summers. They have their summers off. Uh, and this would be saying something, folks, about we got to pay our teachers more, you know? Well, I mean, I'm not even just being truthful there. Uh, so if some teachers want to rob a bank, I'm really not going to fault you. If you're, <laughs> if you're some a-holes that are just like, we're going to rob a bank just because we want money. No. But if you're a teacher, go ahead and rob a bank. Rob an 
all I you want. Go do, you know, we don't contone robbing. This is, but this is clearly, I'm not being serious. So don't investigate me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if there's a string of teachers that start robbing banks, I plead don't the come fifth. look at I plead us. The fifth. Utah convinces local Tyler to teach him to surf after she saves him from drowning during his first attempt at surfing, which I love that introduction to Lori Petty as Tyler, who's great. I think she's the she's my favorite she's thing about the best performance. The best, yeah, the, the best performance of the film, in my opinion. But that great when he's just like spitting out like water like he almost drowned he's like i'm johnny my name is johnny utah she's like who cares but it's so true i thought he was gonna be like what's your name but right. no he instead my name's johnny utah and just like as she's paddling back out raises both her arms and goes oh it's great okay like doesn't so even funny. turn around it's, it's like so good chef's kiss chef's kiss do you think that was his way of being like i played college football well no Have but again me? it's another 20 minutes before we learn that information <laughs> This is true. Uh, Tyler teaches him how to surf, which and then that great surfing montage set to a song whose refrain is I will not fall as we just show Keanu falling again and again. Oh, That's I was comedy. cackling. I, I cackling. do also want to say I would like to read a note I wrote because um, he goes in and basically like demands free mm-hmm. lessons of her. And I yeah. well, it doesn't say free. Just like teach me to surf. And I went free lessons. Pay her for her labor. <laughs> Because it's true. It's like, why yeah. does she, wh- she owes you nothing. Exactly. Dan Smith will teach you to surf, but yes. you got to pay him You got to pay Dan Smith to teach you to surf because also he's first got to learn how to surf, you know? He really does. Yeah, it really, it would make so much more sense if it was like, you already know how to surf, so you can, we can get you as an in. He doesn't know how to surf at all. Like I, And then, I don't know, like he could like play dumb at it and to kind of get in, but it yeah. feels like such, they're already starting at such a like negative they're like starting at less than zero on this on this uh undercover mission yeah where he already doesn't know at all how to do this like it is i think only because he's in such good physical shape that he yeah. is able to even approximate getting good at something like this you know like that yeah. not just like good fbi shape but like he's an athlete yeah. but also like i don't know i don't personally know any quarterbacks but m- that's not like the same kind of musculature and body type typically of yeah. someone i associate with being an excellent surfer which again i don't know too many surfers um nor so, i but, but it, it's uh it, it's a stretch it's a stretch to think that like oh i'll just learn to surf and the people that i happen to hang out with will be the mega surfers we're looking for he really looks at it's really right off the bat he the first person he meets is the like ex-girlfriend of the head the robber yeah. of the ringleader of the robber, which does take him a little too long to figure out. Yeah. Uh, so through Tyler, he meets Bodie, the charismatic leader of a gang of surfers consisting of Roach, Gromit, and Nathaniel, which I don't know if I ever knew their names. I was about to say, I didn't know their names, but also that uh, <laughs> I think I heard Roach, Roach, Roach Gromit, I I heard. and Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Now, who's the other guy, the long-haired guy who's like... Who's the one who like eventually is like keeping her hostage? Oh, that is uh, Rosie, I believe. Rosie, I was like, what's it like? Happy Rainbow Happy Rosie. Happy Doc Dopey. <laughs> and Sneezy. And sneezy. Uh, that's how you t- can tell who the robbers are. You're like the one keeps sneezing. The one is like always a half step behind and has to do like a little quick lick to catch up with the other ones oh, as they dear. go. Hey ho, hi ho. One of them's got glasses. Off to rob we go, and one of them got those glasses. Uh, as Johnny Master Surfing, he finds himself increasingly drawn to the surfer's adrenaline-charged lifestyle, Bodhi's philosophies, and Tyler. Bodhi talks about riding the waves caused by the upcoming 50-year storm. 
Uh, following a clue retrieved by analyzing toxins found in the hair of one of the bank robbers, Utah and Pappas lead an FBI raid on another gang of surfers. Now, now yeah. hold on. Okay. We have to discuss. <laughs> and I would like to take this moment to say I actually really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. There's so much that's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed the crap out of it. Oh, so yeah. I would just like to it's, set the record. It's a delightful, like, bromance oh, yeah. cheese fest. It is a real hoot. Um, but there's a lot that's like, oh, are you kidding me? One of those things I think it's, being... I think it's fantastically directed and averagely written. Yes. I think it's an average to not good script that Catherine Bigelow directs the crap out and of. And in many cases, very poorly acted, <laughs> almost acted, overacted. Oh, you yes. Know? It is a wide range. We've got a lot of skill sets. And some of those skill sets include surfing and not acting. And that is okay. Um, however... The way that these FBI agents go about being like, now let's see, we need to analyze different hair samples from different beaches so we can determine the toxins. Mm, Now, how are we going to get hair samples from different surfers? I know. We'll go up and yank handfuls of their hair out. (laughs) Just, oh, dude, you got a gnarly bug. Yoink. Oh, what are you, smoking? Here, I'm going to hack off with scissors a I know. chunk of your hair well i mean gary Busey does it to blackmail the guys because they're oh, yeah, getting high like, on like the beach narc. so he yeah. just comes up and is like i won't bust you but i'm gonna just rip out a chunk of your hair but it's the most haphazard oh absolutely preposterous yeah you'd think that it'd be like okay while they're surfing let me sneak down to their clothes that they have off and look at all this long hair that's in let me just grab a piece of Which hair from there's their bound to be because of we course. have that much hair you shed it but it's a lot funnier to have them come right up to people and keanu i mean the, the one purposeful time that he seems to be spoofing his bill and ted character oh yes yes uh, there are moments in this film where he seems to inadvertently be slipping back into bill and ted uh but in this moment where he's just like whoa it's a crazy bug bro uh doing his best a michelangelo from ninja turtles oh man it was i was just like this is this is how we're doing this this is we're calling this procedure that right there that is classic by the book fbi procedure (laughs) uh you must attempt a surfer voice And just yank the hair right out into a towel. That's both sanitary and useful. That is a, that's a 72B in the case book. That's what we call it. <laughs> 72B is just yanking out the hair while pretending to be a surfer, bro. It's just, I was astounded. Uh, uh, okay, you uh, may continue. I oh, did, we couldn't let that pass. Oh, understandably so. Uh, Utah and Pappas lead an FBI raid on another gang of surfers, resulting in the deaths of two of them. And that was like... Real halfway so point intense. is so, but what like delightfully directed chaos of like there's a Ooh. naked woman in the shower who starts like stabbing one of the guys. Yeah. They're like go crashing out of these windows, and now there's like they're almost Keanu's almost getting his face stuffed into a lawnmower. Uh, it's just so one wonderfully manic and chaotic, and in a really like oh god, oh god, it was god, very what's exciting. Yeah. It was it was yeah a great set piece. I will say in this moment, and we'll get into this more in the casting. <laughs> One thing I did really take issue with that was that, like, aside from Keanu, Mm -hmm. all of the people of color in the film were the drug-addicted, like, bad surfer crew. I was like, there's a lot of surfers of color, especially, like, in California and Hawaii. I was like, this feels really inappropriate. Um, But that's those are the choices they made. And I would just like... No, to say absolutely. That. The remake, because they made a remake of Point Break in 2015 that is pretty much critically panned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not see. But they do a good job. I mean, you've got Edgar Ramirez as mm. Bodhi, which is fun. It's supposed to be Gerard Butler who dropped. Um, and Edgar, Edgar Ramirez, much more interesting casting mm. for me. And I think 
I'm not quite sure who he's playing, but I believe they have Delroy Lindo instead oh. of John C. McGinley as like the guys like the the head chief. That's great. Um, which we'll get into that later. But like looking up their ages, John C. McGinley was like 31 during this film. He just looks so much looks older. Like, like I think 45. Delroy Delroy Lindo is about is like older. It was like 36 in 1991. So I was like, get Delroy Lindo in that role yes. then. Um, but re- regardless, Delroy Lindo is to me always a win. I'm always thrilled always to see Delroy to see him pop, pop up. up into a film. Um, but yeah, so that remake does a better job of that at least. Well, uh, of accurately reflecting the surfing community. Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Uh, the raid inadvertently ruins a DEA undercover operation as those surfers were wanted for separate charges, uh, but they are disproven to be the ex-presidents. Watching Bodhi's group surfing, Utah begins to suspect that they might be the ex-presidents. You see the moment where realization dawns. She's oh. like, oh, if I had just, like, I don't know, looked up anything <laughs> about those other guys before I burst into their room. And also, if, I don't know, there was any intra-bureau communication whatsoever, they oh, would I have know. told me, like, not these guys. Right, then, it, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, that's the it's the DEA, the FBI. Nobody wants to talk to each other. That And that's how we get all and these... That, uh, that feels accurate, based on yeah. what little uh, I oh, know. absolutely. I mean, I guess this is just the first time he's actually seen Bodie and the other three as just a quartet. Yes. There's always been other people around, so he just didn't realize until looking at him, he's like, four guys. But what really nails it into place is when uh, the one guy then moons the others while they're surfing. And he's like, tan line on the butt. Oh, I thought it was like, only that guy would moon anybody. Yeah, nobody else would moon. But this brings us back to what we got into in Greece. Does the FBI have a national butt print database? I think they would have found these guys much sooner. They would have. So the, as Principal McGee in Greece said... <laughs> As she threatened that she sent those um, pictures of, them, of them, those boys mooning to the FBI. Now we know they really should get on that because they this case would have been cracked too sweet. <laughs> too sweet. <laughs> we got your bets. Uh, yeah. So Utah and Papa stake out a bank, and the ex presidents appear right while he's getting him to meatball I just, subs I, at like ten thirty in the morning. Oh my god! Could you imagine? Just like the you're on the toilet the rest of the day. Utah, get me two meatball hoagies. I know, but it was also just like I'm sitting there. He's cracking up like a real knee slapper over Calvin and Hobbes. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's Calvin and Hobbes. If it was Garfield, then I'd be like, come on, Busey, what are we talking about here? Mondays. Mondays, am I right? Um, (laughs) This cat likes lasagna just like me. But I was just like, are either of you going to pay attention on this stakeout you're on? No. Like, yeah, they kind they, they whiff so, it. They really they whiff it hardcore. But it was so bad. It's like you would think after they'd had one raid that had gone poorly, one of them might think we they should pay attention. Be I like, don't know why you go get your own subs. <laughs> I'm gonna do my job. Do my job. Um. Yeah. Well, he does it. It's Calvin and Hobbes was just too good. How many cartoon <laughs> strips are in that one paper? Oh, the funny pages, they usually have a full two-page spread. I know, but how There's many a lot Calvin and Hobbes is... Well, only the one Calvin and Hobbes exactly. is, but then maybe Dagwood was eating a particularly large sandwich, or Marmaduke was driving a car. There could have been all kinds of crazy shenanigans the they were getting up to. Was like... Oh, Hagar was... Oh, man, he was... Uh, his wife was just up to here with that Hagar the Horrible. Help around the house, Hagar. Come on, just because you're a Viking doesn't mean you can't help out. It's that partnership, Hagar. <laughs> 
Apparently they're making like an animated film of Hagar the Horrible or something. I know in 2020. Listener, I raised my eyebrows quite high. Who wants this? I don't know. Somebody who's old and grew up with those and thought that'll be a slam dunk. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I feel like you could do like a live action Beetle Bailey, like a a new version of MASH Mm -hmm. where he's got like a whatever, just his dumb army recruit or whatnot. I thankfully will never see that from Calvin Hobbes because Bill Watterson can't be bought. Now, all the, if you buy Calvin Hobbes like shirt or whatever, that none of that money is going to Bill Watterson. That is all illegal merchandise. Oh. He did not sign off on any of that. That's why, because he was like, he didn't want there to be a bunch of Hobbes stuffed animals. Listener, I am I'm obsessed with Calvin Hobbes. It's my favorite <laughs> comic strip growing up. I actually, when cleaning up the other day, I found my book of uh, There's Magic Everywhere of one of their collections. So I was just looking through that and I was like, yep, still great. So you know what? That Maybe that was it. Gary Busey was there and he's like, I'm trying to figure out if this tiger's real or not. Oh, maybe, maybe the next page will show me. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, the ex-presidents appear while wearing a Reagan mask. The gang leader implied to be Bodie leads Utah on a foot chase through the neighborhood when he throws that dog at him. So good. Oh, just more wonderfully directed chaos of like breaking, like, busting through well i love yeah bodhi goes into a random house and then locks the door behind him which is a nice like Mm -hmm. nope and utah just slams through it it's a bit like in casino royale when the one guy just in that free running chase he just goes through an open like uh blank window and the daniel craig just busts through the like plywood wall was fun and then the like a woman doing her vacuuming or whatever just starts whacking keanu with a broom or a vacuum or something well i think Um, when one random stranger has already run through your apartment you're gonna you're you're ready for the second you sure are oh yeah uh and then as soon as he gets out the house it's just you the camera pans to (laughs) patrick Swayze holding a dog and just (laughs) just like throwing a pit bull at him. And Keanu just like gets it and kicks it away. It was very video game type oh, uh, yeah. situation. It yeah. was, I was a real fan of that moment. <laughs> it's incredible. It, what it Not of the dog being kicked. Well, no, this dog not. didn't do knowing, anything. Knowing that it's all make-believe. I was able to enjoy it. Yes. Uh, but then Utah's old knee injury flares up after jumping into an aqueduct and despite having a clear shot, Utah does not shoot and the leader escapes. This is so funny because I'd completely forgotten that he had said like oh i i blew my knee out you well, know he, he said like a 90 degrees in the, the wrong, wrong direction. direction i had forgotten oh that but as he's like as patrick swayze makes that jump i was like oh because i mm-hmm. i have some slight joint issues myself so i was mm. like oh your knees and then kiana's i was like oh no back from your college football days back from <laughs> as we all know when i when i was quarterback um <laughs> quarterback on the american stage quarterback of the american stage of course Take that to mean what you will, and it'll be correct. Um, but yeah, when he was like jumping, I was like, "Oh, your knees, man!" Completely forgetting, like, "Oh, right, they've set me up." But I was just thinking, like, "Ouch, that's concrete and a long Ooh, jump." Yeah, you're not a cat. Keanu Reeves, surprisingly, not a cat. You think he could be? Uh, Patrick Swayze, it does look a bit like a cat in this film with his like long, shaggy hair and and beard. And I, really atrocious facial hair. He looks a bit like a lion. Uh, yeah, the the blonde beard doesn't look great. No, on it him. no, it doesn't. It needs to be much more robust for it to work for him. I think, but it works for the character. It does. It does. Blonde, blonde, always a hard color when you for like facial that. hair, right? You know, you know. Uh, also, that was not Swayze doing the foot chase uh, because he was too busy doing press for previous episode Ghost. Because that was the year before this. It feels like this came earlier for him. For me, anyway. It feels like it the does. guy that he did Ghost to then do... This. He does. He Yeah, when he's like... I forget. I think he's... Uh, we'll get into it. I think I wrote it down somewhere later in my notes. I think he's like 36. Or no, I think he's like 37, 38, and Keanu's like 26. Yeah. 
um which you don't re- i don't you don't realize that. i mean patrick Swayze also in incredible shape he in looks this film. tremendous yeah yeah so it's also easy to be like how old are you you cherub <laughs> there was also because we were talking about like they are not here they're ghosts and you're like oh is that supposed to be a right. reference to ghosts because well. then then <laughs> like, he has lunch at patrick's roadhouse and i was like patrick's excuse roadhouse. me that can't not be a reference I, apparently that yeah they had to have at least two references to uh patrick spacey's career uh yeah and then you know he invites tyler to go dirty dancing with him over <laughs> at the bar when they're getting to know each other um <laughs> tyler discovers utah's fbi badge and angrily ends a relationship after briefly holding him at gunpoint and shortly afterwards Bodie forces utah to go skydiving with the group and he accepts after the jump, Bodie reveals that he knows Utah is an FBI agent and has arranged for his friend Rosie to hold Tyler hostage. That, now, just real quick, we sort of talked about it, but that skydiving sequence is so beautiful. good. Yeah, because Patrick Swayze actually can skydive. So you have these amazing shots of, you're like, that is that is Patrick definitely Swayze Patrick Swayze. In the air. And then they cut to Keanu Reeves. They, they cut to like a, almost a cl- extreme close up so he could just wave his arms and go, woohoo! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I'm doing it, Peter. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm flying. <laughs> uh, oh, man. But it's it's not just like, um, oh, how cool that that's clearly Patrick Swayze in the sky. But it's like them all like joining hands to be part of this circle. Like, it's just a yeah. beautifully constructed beautifully sequence. Beautifully shot. It like moved me, which I was not anticipating in, in this break. movie called Point Break. <laughs> Again, what does it mean? Something with surfing? I don't no it's like i think it's like when there's land that juts out into the sea that that point where the water hits it that's the that's point the break. break so w- regardless opposed to like yeah the, the whatever the beach is still further in but this area is where you'll break i think i could be mistaken I don't know. surfers please write in <laughs> surfers of which i'm sure there are thousands that listen to us let us know what we're missing whatever algorithm accidentally directed you thinking this was a surfing <laughs> podcast and almost surfing uh <laughs> that's i'm sad the story sadly, of my life. or maybe you're just listening because you as a surfer love this movie and wanted to hear who was considered uh, but regardless write into an almost starting at gmail.com and let us know is that what a point break is i mean we could easily back. google it now write uh... in <laughs> <laughs> we want to chat with you um we want to know more about surfing tell us about why you would never have a giant pink board even in 1990 you yeah know? yeah getting shamed for his choice it is the of size of columbus ohio you I know i guess i guess i guess you know it's like your training wheels you need a bigger yeah, you board because it. you don't know how to surf yet you gotta get a bigger board we're gonna need a bigger board yeah. uh, so, suddenly there are sharks as well <laughs> hey Just adding adding more oh he throws a shark at him on their chase <laughs> <laughs> they're doing a high-speed surf chase Ooh, sure, sure. Uh, so utah's blackmailed into participating in the ex-president's last bank robbery of the summer as a result Gromit, along, I just think of Wallace and Gromit, so I'm just imagining this claymation dog, which saddens me. Uh, Gromit, along with an off duty cop and a bank guard who both attempt to foil the robbery, are killed. Outraged by Gromit's death, Bodie knocks Utah out and leaves the scene. Uh, defying their superior, who arrests Utah for armed robbery, Pappas and Utah head to the airport where Bodie, Roach, and Nathaniel are about to leave for Mexico. During a shootout, Pappas and Nathaniel are killed, and Roach is seriously wounded. With Roach aboard, Bodie forces Utah onto the plane at gunpoint. Once airborne and over their intended drop zone, Bodie and Roach put on their parachutes and jump from the plane, leaving Utah to take the blame. With no other parachutes available, Utah jumps from the plane with Bodie's gun and intercepts him, okay. which you lost your mind at. I, yes, I absolutely did. I got very- Does he have a parachute? He doesn't have a parachute. I was like, what? Does he, he have a parachute? Tell? He's just jumping. <laughs> 
However, I would also like to say that I think the best shot in the film is this where like Patrick Swayze is like like talking to Keanu. He's like, you want me so bad it tastes like acid in your mouth. And then he's like, adios. Adios, amigo. And then just, just let's, let's go. Let's go. And falls into the sky. And the camera just looks after him. It, it, it's it's right. so it's good because so you're also like, this is not CGI. There's no, This is Patrick yeah. Swayze just being like, goodbye. <laughs> and it was like very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that was this movie was nominated for three MTV movie awards for, <laughs> I, th- I think it was like most desirable male Keanu Reeves, most desirable male Patrick Swayze and best action sequence for that this for this scene of oh. him going after him, which is great. And then, it's, of course, so funny of him like holding him like they're both plummeting and he just has a gun on him and it's like you gotta let go of the gun if you want to pull the parachute strings like because i'm not pulling it they're just playing like parachute chicken, chicken yeah uh which they which they set up really nicely in the first, in that first sequence scene. Yeah. when they both had parachutes yeah um but you still have to pull it at a certain amount of time or you'll do nothing <laughs> uh to decrease your velocity this is true this is very true but that was really keanu Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, if you think like I, she's going to die if I don't get down there. Yeah, my, I'm my, like, my girlfriend's going to get it. I got to go after I'm going to lose my career. So I might as well maybe die. Yeah. After landing safely, Utazni gives out again, allowing Bodhi to escape his grasp. Bodhi meets with Rosie and releases Tyler. Roach dies of his wounds and Bodhi and Rosie leave with the money with Tyler and Johnny watching on. Nine months later, Utah tracks Bodhi to Bells Beach in Australia, where the 50-year storm is producing lethal waves. I'm going to be there. He's going to be. Exactly. So he it's knew like, he you would knew, be there. You'd be there. I mean, don't. I mean, well, you didn't know. He didn't know he was an FBI agent. But it's also like, you know, don't tell people where you're going to be if you're robbing banks. Just, you know, play Keep it a little closer, something to, the, to, closer to the chest. Right. Uh, during a brawl in the surf, Utah manages to handcuff himself to Bodhi, who begs Utah to release him so he can ride the once-in-a-lifetime wave. Knowing Bodhi will not come back alive, Utah releases him, bids him farewell, and sees him step towards the wave. While the authorities watch Bodhi surf to his death, Utah walks away, throwing his FBI badge into the ocean. The casting directors of Point Break were Sharon Bialy and Richard Pagano. Bialy, a seven-time Emmy nominee for her work casting Breaking Bad, The Handmaid's Tale, Barry, and Dead to Me, has also cast such films as Child's Play, Drugstore Cowboy, Rudy, and Mr. Holland's Opus. Pagano, a three-time Emmy nominee for casting Picket Fences in 24, has also cast such films as Strange Days, Alien Resurrection, and Hotel Rwanda. Uh, so, real quick, Catherine Bigelow wasn't the original person to direct this. They had tried to make this in 1986 with Ridley Scott directing. I was about to say, this seems like a real bro-y film to... Totally. Like, it, it was shocking to me that Hollywood was like... Sure, we'll allow a w- 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 woman to direct this. Yeah, well, Catherine Bigelow, because she had had, I think, like two big movies before this. I, I think she'd had like maybe something else as a directorial debut. But then she, like, her real like the movie that kind of put her on the map was this vampire film called Near Dark with Bill Paxton and Lance Henriksen. Hmm. And then I forget the name of the movie offhand. I think it might be called Blue Steel, which is some movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. But it is like so you have whatever you're. A female lead mm-hmm. um but is still like this like cop action film so Catherine bigelow and it certainly helped that you know i believe at the time married to james cameron in terms of yeah. being able to get, get that kind of like yeah uh name fire power like behind the scenes totally. working for her yeah definitely i mean that, and that definitely helps but it's like Catherine bigelow so good and like with stuff like hurt locker and zero dark 30 like knows how to direct like such a tense tense yeah action scene uh so it's like she's it's such a 
so great having her direct this because it really does make such a difference. I those feel, action for those... set pieces, as we've said, they're yeah. incredible. You know, and, and it's for the, the stuff like the just the the back and forth between Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, and like we're trying to push that relationship of this like yeah bromance and and as you said with like stuff like the skydiving scenes where you're capturing like a certain level of beauty here uh because you have like a real director and this isn't like whatever a director for hire that's just coming in and be like oh yeah we're doing another like dumb dumb bing bang boom here's your movie bank heist movie bing bang boom here's your movie that's me jeremy bing bang boom (laughs) i come in i do it a movie the movie done it's me jared new jersey jared new jersey exactly uh so let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast some of these people may have auditioned some may have just been discussed by casting this is all a little subjective and as always i've looked up all the actors in advance and amy joe is hearing it along with you listener for the very first time hard hard to be fresher than i am for this movie uh i couldn't be less prepared to hear who, who was involved with this fair enough uh let's kick it off with Bodie. amy joe your thoughts on patrick swayze and who'd you cast if you had to cast someone else i mean I think he's good. I mean, it's Patrick Swayze. Yeah. He, I I honestly think because he has to do less stressed out acting than in previous episode Ghost. Mm. This is a more natural fit on him. Agreed. It's much more akin to Roadhouse where he can just kind of be like chill and then not be chill, you know. But yeah. But it's also just kind of like... He takes on. We've done a lot of Swayze films on this podcast. We've got ghosts. It's He's got actually Wong closer Fu. to Tu Wong Fu in the sense of like I'm going to take leadership of this group and like it's. Um, I think that's part of the part of it that sits really nicely on him. Yeah, I don't totally buy this whole like <laughs> burnout, screw the system kind of like. I mean, I get yeah. it, but it doesn't. Hear, yeah. It doesn't a hundred percent ring true for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure how much of that is Swayze and, and I don't know. How much is the script of like really trying totally. to get, cause you have like these little mini monologues that he has, but it doesn't really sell of this. Like, you know, we're not doing it for the money. We're doing it to like make a point, like to take, take on the system, to take on the man. Yeah. You know? It's like, you get that a bit, but like, I want that even more so, like, you know, to really push that, that when he's I just agree. like around the fire to be like raging against politicians. I, I, I'd love it if you made a really even made a underline that more than just having like the the reagan mask to really have him rail it like have a monologue about reagan or like whatever even like at the end when he's on the plane to be like you're like you know why i chose reagan it's like because this because this is what he did to america it would i think would be really cool to do in this film and would be really fitting with what you're already doing with these like these ex-presidents totally yeah but um but i mean overall i i i really like him it it works nicely because like we're introduced to him in a way where we're like oh is this our antagonist not necessarily is this the bank robber although right. it's patrick swayze I mean, so yeah. <laughs> chances are good but um but more like oh is this our antagonist cuz he is like the opposite of what Keanu Reeves is in this world yeah. and then it becomes like this bromance and and i think that they sell that really nicely cuz they're like I don't know, because Swayze's a, a good actor. Good actor, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I do have a variety of very different thoughts. But all of my thoughts for this film, I won't say any of them are, like, great. But we've got variations of things that might work. Based on a lot of it for this guy is, like, who is someone that I would believe is both, like, uh, someone who I could believe surfed, but mm-hmm. is also, like, 
going to occupy like sort of a spiritual guru role for other people because it's not just that he's like the spiritual guy it's like he's the leader of this pack in part because he has this charisma yeah you know so let's see (laughs) now that i've set that up i've got no one to i have written here one of the hemsworths Oh, sure. Yeah. They There's, feel very was, much. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. I, I could totally see that. He's the guy that's like, oh, I'm leading this crew. Yes. I'm leading this and, team. And yeah. very charming and charismatic. Yeah. You know, so I would buy that. I have, some of these people do seem a bit insane to think of on a surfboard, but I looked up and all of them have at least been paddleboarding. Um, I have young Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Some of these have been he's, he's been I surfing. It, yeah. I have right. photos of Great. him. Not have. Love. I have looked up photos of him. I've saved photos of the I rock I wonder what surfing. that box under our bed was. All these pictures of Dwayne Johnson paddleboarding. Oh, wow. Not that I have a type, it, it, it but it's not it, my aesthetic. It doesn't count when he's Maui from Moana. That wasn't really him. It wasn't? Man, that animation was so lifelike. Um, then Jason Momoa. Who is oh god, that'd be great! Like very much someone I'm like, oh, he is that. Like he would, to me, who doesn't have a ton of experience with Momoa's, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) oeuvre with the Momoa with the Momoa. uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? The filmography. The filmography. Thank you. That is the actual Mm -hmm. word I was looking for, not even a silly word. Um, but he he feels to me like someone who I would buy occupies this world very firmly very comfortably definitely and is very charismatic yeah you know this is probably would have been a little later in the 90s um but like brad pitt someone sure i mean he's yeah. you know we we kind of get a more uh, he's got that california surfer yes. dude vibe Absolutely. to him so i think that is yeah definitely like a little older he's a little young for well yeah here, for sure but, uh, and then I can't believe I'm gonna say this but if you want you know who it is if course. you want someone who is <laughs> A kind of stand-in, a more contemporary stand-in for Swayze, who also has a Texan accent that for some reason people find charming. You could do Matthew McConaughey. If this was made 10 years later, if this was a 2001 film, Matthew McConaughey is like- 100%. Number one with a bullet. Because honestly, one of the things that I think would work- about McConaughey in this is that like you buy that he's like super charming and also the kind of dick that has justified in his mind why he can go in and like put people through a traumatic experience. Yeah. 30 banks worth of people through an experience they're going to have PTSD from people who did nothing to you. Yeah. And like rob all these banks and everything and be like chasing this thrill. And seeing him in stuff like True Detective and and in Serenity. (laughs) I really was thinking Serenity. He is able to fully commit to nonsense yes. fully commit. And, and with True which Detective, is a skill i don't mean nonsense so much as like he's like spinning these like long monologues about like you know time is a flat circle of like that kind of like you know i, I, I can see between i'm seeing the space between spaces yes, man yes, yes. of that like level of like that you see these stoner surfers being like yes you are our I buy your surfer god yeah. uh that i think would actually work really well yes. in this role it does absolutely feel like it. i mean yeah anytime 2001 on magic mcconaughey it makes so much sense in uh, this kind yeah. of role yeah, definitely. Uh, I was thinking, this was kind of wild to me to look up, because also Patrick Swayze, you know, passed away in, I think, 2009. Mm-hmm. Gosh, was it that long ago? I know. Wow. But in terms of, like, age with other actors, I was kind of shocked to be, like, because other actors, uh, of only one year older than Swayze, who I also think would be great, Kurt Russell. Wow. I know. That I'm like, he was only, because Patrick Swayze was 38 when he did this film. Yeah. So Kurt Russell was only 39. And Kurt Russell's like, that's another, he's got that long hair. He's I got totally like, I think he'd that. be great. Um, or born in 1960. So a little, 
a little, he'd have been a little younger, um, but it's still probably like 29, which is when you got Keanu at 26, it's like, what well, does it matter? Well, whatever. Yeah. They can be a bit younger. Antonio Banderas. Ooh. Which I'm like, ooh, that's ooh, what I, I want. Because like I'm also just thinking of like guys with like longer yeah. hair. Very very uh uh seduct that could be very seductive in yeah. terms of seducing you to this lifestyle and i think antonio banderas would be really great it's that james bond thing right of like women want him and men want to be him exactly that you need yeah. in this character in order to draw yeah. everyone to this guy Definitely. and also so that we as the viewer don't immediately go well this is Right. This is who it is, you idiot. And also to be someone that with like some, you don't want to just dislike him right off the no. bat. So you don't, you can't do like a villain in this role, no. which is like kind of the point that you want someone that's like, it could work a little better in terms of Keanu being, to have it your lead be like, it can't be him. Right. Because he's this. He that represents set this, this non-violent, whatever. Um, yeah. Although because the bank robbers are non-violent, you could also then easily be like, well, yeah, but this guy's also not extrapolate that. Yeah. Um, but Antonio Banderas, if it was made more recently, Oscar Isaac, I think, mm. mm-hmm. is what I want is also someone that is like, yeah, that's a guy that I'm like, I would follow. You want gentle out of a, swagger. Out of a jet. Gentle swagger. Or for me, at the time, which I was also, bananas to me, only three years older than Swayze, doesn't usually play the heavy, doesn't usually play villains, but if someone who I'm like, yeah, man, this is what, like, my life uh, uh, motto, and, like, we're all, we're all, this is my, like, surfing dude vibe, Jeff Bridges. Give me oh, young yes. the dude. Absolutely. Robbing, the dude, not I mean, robbing banks. I don't think of Jeff Bridges as being someone who has ever been, like, shredded. Um, now, this is true. But Nothing says he has to be shredded, except for the fact that If you're going to be that good at surfing, isn't it all, like, cool? Oh, sure. I guess. I guess. Fair but, enough. Fair enough. But, like, that's a thing you can do for a role. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. And, like, his earlier stuff in, like, the, the 80s and 70s of, like, I'm sure there's, like, some picture. If you Google Jeff Bridges, like, 70s shirtless, you'll be like, good God. Uh, the same way that you do with so many actors when you see, like, yeah. them as young men. You're like, gee, good gracious like all these famous actors that now just look like a sack of potatoes used to just look like a straight snack look time does a doozy <laughs> on all of us it's very true it's very true uh so patrick swayze was an accomplished skydiver already before mm-hmm. the film unsurprisingly uh, so i've seen this said in two different ways i've seen that he took part in the big skydiving scenes and he made 55 jumps in total and I've also seen that he was told to stop doing his skydiving because he would be doing that every day off. He would be skydiving because the insurance for insurance purposes, they're like, you need to stop that once production began. And the producers coaxed him into the agreement with the promise of letting the star do one actual skydive on screen. I mean, it sound like they let him do one jump, but maybe they just meant I, I don't one, know. One day. One day know. or That's one. Wild. I mean, 55 in one day is, would be. This is also pre-Tom Cruise doing. I know. Stupid, stupid Doing things. very similar in the latest Mission Impossible where yeah. he does a, a, a halo jump. He does like the high altitude, low oxygen, which is like so cool. In that shot, it's like, the, but then in that shot, what's great is you have the cameraman as well. So you have the cameraman clearly going backwards, jumping off the plane and oh. Tom Cruise following. But it's such, I mean, it really does make such a difference. It makes yeah. such a difference in this film. Uh but yes, yeah, so he, <laughs> they let him do that one, which is, of course, that great uncut shot of him yelling, like adios amigo, yeah. and going out backwards. But unbeknownst to the producers, when not on the day's call sheet, Swayze and others would run out to the airport and go skydiving anyway. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so like the movie. Like it's so yeah. the guys in the film. Yeah. And for many of the surfing scenes, Patrick Swayze refused to use a stunt double as he said he never had one for fight scenes or car chases. So 
I'm sure they said for, you know, many. So I'm sure there's there must be some shots exactly. where it's just like we need to get I mean that one at the end with that massive wave is clearly not oh, yeah. Patrick Swayze. I watched one of those Vanity Fair videos where it's like an expert breaks down of this and I watched like a pro surfer breaks down surf movies Ooh. and they did the point break remake they Hmm. didn't do this one but they they started with blue crush and uh i forget who's the woman who's who's jessica alba i believe oh no blue crush sorry kate bosworth yes sorry i think there's some other blue something movie with her and paul walker so kate bosworth so she he's laughing because she's like paddling out Mm -hmm. he's like this is someone who doesn't know what they're doing look how unsure (laughs) she looks but then like later in the scene is like and that is like top level pro surfing he's as like, like the stunt devil yes oh, he's yeah. like that is so hard to do you've gone from someone who can't even paddle correctly oh. to like really difficult he's like this is like the best that surfing can be oh boy like well yeah i mean do what you can uh, apparently they said that patrick Swayze had like had been on a board a few times mm-hmm. keanu reeves never been on a board Lori petty had never been in the ocean oh. <laughs> So that's what they were starting from with their actors, wow. uh, which I thought like they for never having been on a board, never been job. in the ocean, they got like good never enough. Never having been in the ocean, <laughs> that really just like sets the bar. I know. Um, so right off the bat, up for Bodhi was Michael Bean. I don't know who that is. Okay, great. Michael Bean is probably best known for. I mean, makes sense considering the James Cameron connection with Catherine Bigelow, but he is Kyle Reese in the first Terminator movie. He's like the guy that goes back in time to. I don't think I have seen the oh, Terminator. What? Or Terminator Two. Hmm. He's also in the second Alien movie, Aliens, as he's like Hicks. He's like the guy that makes it to the end with Sigourney. It's like Sigourney oh, the girl, okay. and he's the it's guy. It's been now probably like twelve years since you I've know. seen it, so I don't have a space but in my mind. You also know him from one of the most insane films i've ever seen uh deadfall with nicholas cage oh. and james coburn he's the lead he's the main boring oh, okay. boring exactly guy that is. Yeah. <laughs> not wow. great in that movie deadfall yeah but you that said movie is michael bean and i was like the bananas. only beans i care about are sean bean and, and mr rowan bean. atkinson <laughs> <laughs> sean and mr <laughs> sean and mr <laughs> and rowan atkinson is i love how you said Bodie. that like you thought you were gonna get me yeah, and... <laughs> no i knew exactly what beans you were talking about <laughs> Although I wouldn't, that's who I jumped to. I would have forgotten Sean Bean, but of course, of course, the Boromir, Bor, the, the Boromir Bean. Oh, Sean Bean. Beanamir. Beanamir. <laughs> He's the Beanamir. The Beanamir of your heart. Uh, so instead of doing Point Break, which did make a lot of money, it was, a, was a, a nice little hit. Instead, Michael Bean was doing this movie in 1991 called Time Bomb. The tagline, Eddie Kay was trained to kill, ordered to destroy, programmed to forget. Now the most dangerous man alive is about to explode. That's too got a time many bomb. words for a tagline. He's going to blow up. That's longer than an elevator pitch. <laughs> and that elevator going to explode with a time bomb. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael Bean, like, I kind of get it. I mean, he's good He's good in Terminator and Aliens. I just, I, he's in so many things that I've not, I think he's in, like, Tombstone, which I haven't seen him forever. But he's mm. in so many things that, like, the other things I've seen him in, is mainly Deadfall. He's just so bad in that movie. It makes me think that, like, he's not going to handle mediocre to bad writing with great dexterity yeah he feels to me like young michael bean if this was made in 84 if this is instead of terminator if he did this as johnny utah i'm like okay that i can Mm. see sure 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 but as bodie i'm just like eh no Eh. uh and up for bodie charlie sheen (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh-huh 
Yeah, I think I buy it more as Charlie Sheen than I buy as Charlie Sheen as Bodhi, you know, just... uh, What do you mean, Charlie Sheen as Charlie Sheen? Well, I'm just saying, like, I think knowing what we know now about Charlie Sheen, it feels like that tracks, you know, like, just... (laughs) I gotta rob these banks to pay for all my tiger blood. Yes, yes, being like, the logic is, you're making a lot of leaps there, (laughs) and uh, just also, like, chasing thrills, you know? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to think of charlie sheen I, well i mean speaking of he's also in that movie deadfall where he plays he's like that is one oh, scene where he's like right. playing like snooker or whatever and he's just being like the real like cool guy where i'm the guy with all the facts and that was never a good I look on charlie sheen but like i'm that. i'm the cooler older wearing, like a suit guy i think he's got like a suit and like an awful little goatee yes or... yes yes, yes. <laughs> what i really can't recommend not watching Deadfall <laughs> enough, except for to watch. Sir, I mean, it's worth the Nicolas Cage. Scenes you can look and up Charlie. Yeah, there are compilations scene. on YouTube. If you look up uh, Deadfall Nick Cage on YouTube, you get some amazing, some of the best Nick Cage, Cage it's raging astonishing. around. Yeah. But the movie is terrible. I mean, it's fun, terrible, and James Coburn is. You got James it, Coburn, who you I love, it, yeah. but it's tragic almost to see James Coburn in this. You could call it a film in a dual role. He plays twin brothers. It's so true. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah. So instead, 1991, Charlie Sheen was doing Hot Shots, the uh, spoof of Top Gun, which feels like a better use of yes. Charlie Sheen. 100%. Uh, and surprisingly, you know, that that's the film that got a sequel, not Point Break. There was Hot Shots Part 2. But, uh, more shots. More hot shots. Hotter shots. Hotter shots. I feel like also Swayze is someone who is much better at playing sincere. Oh, agreed. And so that works much agreed. better for this role. You need someone yeah. who's super sincere. Yeah. Like, he's angry about, like, yeah. the world, but he, the way that he manifests it is through, like, riding waves and peace and love totally. and bank robbing. Yeah, agreed. Um, but let's keep it going with Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Hey, Mijo, your thoughts on old Jeremy New Jersey, Keanu Reeves, and who would you cast <laughs> if you had to cast? Someone else. Okay. What I have written here is... He's gotten better at acting. Um, <laughs> I I think there are moments where Keanu is really excellent in this and moments where it's just like the delivery. He goes yeah. from zero to 100 sometimes. And part of that is in the writing. It's someone who I think is not used to to writing, to uh, R-I-D-I-N-G, poor writing. Well, R- yeah. A W-R-I-T-I-N-G. In, mm. in a way that seems like the way a human does it like i mean that's part of what you learn as an actor is like how do i elevate this writing that is not helping me totally because there's oh man like that scene it's very early on they've gone out to look at the car that uh mm, he and mm-hmm. and gary Busey. that's another yeah, performance <laughs> we'll we get into him um but yes the but, car um, from the bank robbery the car from the bank abandoned. robbery is like yeah. we'll go look at it and so like they they go out there and and like i get what the character is trying to do which is rile up gary Busey so that he'll get him angry enough to remind him that he's alive and should care yeah. about things like that makes sense but keanu <laughs> is just like come on man like it's very when i think of keanu being a bad actor this movie in many ways just typifies i am an fbi agent oh it's like there are times when it's just like painful delivery and part of that is just because it's like well he's not very deft you know because he i mean i honestly think he is legit fantastic in bill and ted's excellent adventure so i would say that less that he's not a good actor this part it's just that he does not have a lot of range and i do think it is not a well-written role but also is a very difficult role because of the arc involved that you need to pretty much be turning your you're starting the film as like this buttoned up yeah tie like full tie like fbi and 
ending where you're like, I'm abandoning all my principles and I, I'm like obsessed with this it's adrenaline tricky. junkie It's also life. not set up well at the beginning being like, okay, well, why is he leaping to do all of these things this way? Is it because he wants the prestige with the FBI? I think is it because it he's, he's actually an adrenaline himself. junkie and we don't know that yet and he doesn't know that yet, which I think is partially something that they're mm. trying to communicate. But it's just, it's very sloppily constructed, his arc. Yeah, and, there's and no monologue about him, like of why he got, as, as far as I can remember, of like why he got into football no. to be like, I was just chasing, the, I, I didn't even realize it then, but I was already chasing this feeling. Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, because like even that. like three years later with Speed, I think he's so much better in. He's excellent in but Speed. But I think it's also because in Speed, he's just a blunt force instrument. The character in Speed doesn't really have that kind of yes. arc. He's just can be a straight line. Whereas this, there's so many variations yes, yes. and like small little nitty gritty things that like you need like a better actor. And your script is not good enough to need that good of an actor no. to be doing this level no. of like it just it's so mercurial but i don't think intentionally so yeah i do think his best scenes are when he's able to just act with patrick swayze and with laurie petty i think that's his best acting in the film is when he's just able to kind of like this like little romance with laurie petty i did think that moment where he like they sleep together and he wakes up and he's late for like the raid oh shit i know it's just like shit shit. and he's just laughing i'm like this actually felt like the most genuine moment from him um which makes sense because before this was stuff like you know my own private idaho and dangerous Dangerous Liaisons. liaisons and yeah let's less said about his performance and that the better because he's hampered by another um he wasn't the best fit for it yeah uh, no but that he's more doing stuff where you're like yeah just like smaller like relationshipy type person to person and i think that's where he's most successful i completely agree yeah so yeah there were times when i was like this is now ridiculous because (sighs) he's just trying so hard to make it work yeah, he's really having – he's pushing, like, the boulder up yeah. the hill. So you really see him having a work at that. And you it, see it the effort. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, regardless, I still – I love that Keanu. And I love oh, that yeah. I love that moment at the beginning when he does that whole gun range and the guy's just like, whatever, there's your time. And Keanu just looks at him with this big, dopey grin and just gives him a big thumbs up. Yeah, because well, the guy was like, <laughs> perfect score. Right. Or later when it's like, you just want to catch these bank robbers and get all the glory yourself, don't you? He goes, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> – it's so stupid. Yeah. yeah. Just like a little kid. And it, <laughs> uh, for this person to have art, yeah, to have this whole, I was a full player, possibly a lawyer. It's like, there's just so much going on with this, too much going on with this character. Yes. Um, like, why did he have to be a former football player? It's so. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't random know. to me. It's, it, it's too much information and not, not enough. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So I have some other thoughts. Again, none of these are particularly like inspired, but Great. you know, so someone who's the same age as Keanu, the, I think also like th- this point in time, mm-hmm. this actor, not as we know them contempt in a contemporary sense, but Rob Lowe is someone who oh. I could buy as like this mm-hmm. pencil pusher yeah. who also like could swept up in this lifestyle. Whereas Extra. Keanu, I think part of the thing is because of his speech patterns reads as Callie already. He doesn't read as someone who's from Ohio. This is true. Like, and so yeah. it's the it's less of a leap for him to suddenly like be a surfer, other than the fact that he's bad at surfing. And so much easier for Keanu to be falling into yeah. those like of uh, course. speech patterns because you're already as opposed to someone who's there. just like yeah. not from there. Yeah, and and get like you would then see the arc more clearly if it's someone sure. who's coming from a further away. Yeah. Um, this would have had to have been a little earlier, but Christopher Reeve. Someone oh, who's like yeah. very like 
you know, I, I could totally buy as like, I'm coming in here to like, he's coming in as Clark Kent. He's coming in as like, I'm just buttoned up Clark Kent. Yes. And then gets drawn in. Yeah. I see that. So I think that would be good. Uh, A more contemporary, this is uh, someone like more like mid two thousands, be like Bradley Mm -hmm. Cooper. Totally. Who does have the chops to navigate this bananas script of backstory yeah. for this character yeah. i could you know? almost see him as a Bodhi, but i i like him a little better <laughs> absolutely as, yes. as johnny utah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i do oh, not dear. think this would be good but it made me laugh and i was like this would be comparable mm-hmm. to me uh, is mario lopez oh brother <laughs> yeah yep ac slater himself sure yeah. but you know he's he... ac slater as as a uh, as Bodhi and um and Zach Morris as as Johnny Utah. As Johnny Utah. Okay, okay. Elizabeth Berkeley as Tyler. Fun fact. Elizabeth Berkeley apparently had a small role in this film that was cut. You're kidding me. Don't know as what. My guess would be in the montage of them sniffing hair from people, she would have been like a beach babe. Or like that... one of the girls at the party with all the surfer dudes. Maybe. But she had some small scene that got that left what on the cutting are the room floor. Odds I would bring <laughs> her up by name. Wow, wow. What well, if that was the quartet of the bank robbers? Was Mario Lopez, Mark Paul Glossier, uh, Dustin, Dustin Diamond, Diamond, and Mr. Belding? <laughs> I don't know his name. Uh, off, off the top of my head, oh my so Mr. Belding. God. Dustin <laughs> Diamond. He'd be that one that dies first in the, oh, in, in the bank. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> Get rid of this guy. And his name would be Screech. Yeah, still be Screech. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then, um, oh, 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 uh, not quite early 90s. It would need to be a little bit later, but Ed Norton. Um, yeah. Someone who, he, he's got such like that intense, like hard edge to him, but like, yeah. I think could very easily be like, you know, he grows his hair out. He looks like a bit more of a burnout. He's someone who, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I could I could I, see it working. I see that. I mean, that's the version where he's literally just pretending that he was a lawyer. And he's just like the real, like, I'm going to, I'm coming in. I'm so young, but I'm going to just make my mark. Yeah. And like, but, but, but I that's think not. that would tell us more about I agree. the character. I agree. And, but that version of the character was definitely was not a college football player. Is, no, is what I'm fine. is what I'm saying. That's... It absolutely is. I honestly get rid of that segment of just have him be like just all. fresh out of the academy, FBI, and just being like trying to make his mark. That I think is literally just because so you have an excuse for why his he's got a knee injury. He could have done anything. <laughs> I've done nothing with my life, and yet I have so many injuries. You know, like I sleep funny, and now my neck won't turn to the right. People. I wish it weren't the truth. <laughs> uh, fair enough. At the time, uh, the other person that I would have liked for this is Wesley Snipes, mm. um, mainly because you have the skydiving in this. So I'm just thinking of I think also in '94, maybe '95 is drop zone with wesley snipes and also with gary Busey, where wesley snipes has to infiltrate the world of skydiving uh just because like after die hard there's all these films that was like it's die hard on a boat it's die hard on a bus this this movie had a lot a little bit of like and now you have to infiltrate this like group of like extreme sports in one form Mm -hmm. or another uh that are really criminals and drop zone was this but that's kind of what i wanted with this is like forget the surfing just have it be skydiving because in drop zone it's Gary Busey leading this team of skydivers. And I mean, as much as Keanu is just a close-up of him going, woohoo, yeah, yeah. Gary Busey oh, is like boy. barely, he looks like he might as well be seated on a chair. He probably is. And just <laughs> showing his face. He's like, do, 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 do. Um, but his team, they parachute like down onto skyscraper roofs to break in and get whatever data they're getting. And Wesley Snipes has to like, 
take him on. Uh, but that's what I wish this movie was kind of just streamlined it and just do the skydiving aspect because the surfing to me is kind of like what it doesn't have anything to do with the bank robbing. Yeah. Um, but regardless, Wesley Snipes knows how to kick some serious butt, and I, I think he'd have been great. Uh, and then if it was made today, who I want, who is someone that I think you totally buy as like going undercover to break into with the, with these mm-hmm. surfers, Manny Jacinto, oh. Jason Mendoza from The Good Place. I I want him. Brilliant. He, he need people need to put, make him a star. Put you need to put everything. him in he, movies. He is he the is, most charming, beautiful, and funny. Yeah, like I, I just, his his performance in the Good Place. Like every episode, I would just be like, more Jason. <laughs> I, I know. need to laugh. I know. And as much as he's, as he's such a great comedic actor, I feel like that there's like an action drama oh, star yes. just waiting to burst out if someone gives him the chance yes uh which it might be hard because he's so well known for this one dumb 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 character but keanu was known for a dumb dumb character in bill and ted it's so, so true. let's do the same thing with manny jacinto oh. so that's who i team would cast. manny uh so Catherine bigelow fought to have keanu reeves cast as johnny utah insisting she would not do the film without him mm. uh and james cameron said Bigelow went to the mat for Keanu Reeves. We had this meeting where the Fox executives were going, Keanu Reeves in an action film based on what? Bill and Ted. They were being so insulting. But she insisted he could be an action star. This is long before Speed or The Matrix. I didn't see it either, frankly. I supported her in the meeting, but when we walked out, I was going, based on what? But she worked on his wardrobe. She showed him how to walk. She made him work out. She was his Olympic coach. He should send her a bottle of champagne every year to thank her. And you know what, Reeves? You honestly should. You probably should. I mean, is what you're best known for is like the Matrix movies, John Wick films, and Speed. Speed. Yeah, like this is your real bread and butter. Like he pops up on other stuff, but it's like that is what he is known for. Yeah. Is, and, Isn't it, and it's very particular skill set to be yeah. really good at Yeah, action. and I mean, he, like his, the training that he does for John Wick is really remarkable, especially as he is now in his 50s, uh, is really incredible. It's mm. really putting me to shame in terms of like, if I tried to do like a shoulder roll, if I tried to do a somersault, goodbye. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to need, goodbye. I'm going to need at least three days to, rec- to recover. I'm going <laughs> to need a PT after every take. Uh, uh. Um, but yeah, this was his first action film. Apparently, some critics even criticized this film because they thought they feared that Keanu would ruin his serious career. Huh. I know. I mean, it's funny because it's like, I understand that if you're like, no, this is someone who is on their way to, it's kind of like what we were talking about. Oh, what were we talking about? Oh, with Alien, with Sigourney versus Meryl and being like, yeah. if Meryl had not been grieving the loss of her, her mm-hmm. partner and had taken Alien. What would that have done to how we now perceive Meryl Streep? Because yeah. it can be, I mean, she's Meryl, so, you know, but oh, yeah. it can be hard to, like, dig your way out of, like, well, this is, you're now a genre. Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, when that's your first big yeah. thing, and that's, when that's your breakout role, we consider that you tend to get typecast as that for a bit, unless you, you know, sometimes Actively can, are able to yeah. go against it, you yeah. know? And, like, Sigourney certainly has, but she's also, like, the thing she's best known for, Alien and, like, Avatar, you know, even though she's won Oscars for other things. Uh, Been nominated. Nominated. I'm so sorry. In my heart, she's won Oscars. And, and, but also been nominated for Oscars, including for Aliens. So it's also, you know, (laughs) tying her even more into those films. Yeah. But it's it's interesting to think about that. Of course, it's like, oh, oh, no. But, like, I don't know. I think he's uh, very good in the action movies, and I haven't seen him in a lot of other stuff that I've been like, oh, you know what? I can't wait to go see The Lake House, you know? (laughs) Uh, No. Yeah, no one was clamoring to go see The Lake House. I bet there was one person. Um, Although, you know, a film thinking of because he's, you know, an ex-college football star in this. 
the a film of Keanu Reeves that I forgot that I have watched conservatively a dozen times because it used to play on HBO forever was mm-hmm. The Replacements, which is him oh. and Gene Hackman, where he's like a uh, disgraced or just like a retired like football Those guy. Those are or, very different things. Or I, maybe he's not disgraced. Well, retired he, and disgraced. He's disgra- Well, he retired in disgrace because I think he like blew some game or whatever, and he's always just a mockery. So now, uh-huh. but there's like I think it's like I don't know. Some team goes on strike, so they have they're the replacements or all these like the losers. So it's him and like John Favreau and Orlando Jones and Gene Hackman is like I'm putting together a team, um, ragtag team of misfits who are still former professional <laughs> players. Right. So, well, it's just very much of like they are not prof- anymore. Oh, so they, he's really having to whip them into shape. So like mm-hmm. you know, but they're also like they're scabs. They're just going in because like the, yeah. the, the real football team are like a bunch of jokes. Uh, I don't remember all the details. I haven't seen the movie in probably 15 years, but I watched it so 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 many times. Um, so I was like, oh, right, that's the other Keanu Reeves movie that I watched a bananas amount. Uh, so in his 2004 book, Where the Money Is, FBI Special Agent William J. Redner wrote that he spent some time with Reeves to give him tips for this role. And he said, quote, unfortunately, none of those pointers came within a million miles of the finished film. Point Break is one of the dumbest bank robbery <laughs> movies ever made. <laughs> I mean... I don't uh I, I doubt the I'm, guy's yeah. wrong. Right. I mean, especially with like the one like you wanted me to help out on this, like this, and then you did you took none of my notes on like FBI doesn't do that. And the, like FBI doesn't do this. The what are you doing? The three main FBI agents we see who aren't our two like main dudes are incompetent the jerks. Biggest jerks. Like yeah. they're we're meant to <laughs> loathe them. Yeah. Uh yeah. So let's get into it right off the bat. Uh, and these first few were back when Ridley Scott was playing direct. So this is more of like 80, like Got the it. late, late 80s, uh, was once again, Charlie Sheen. People loved that Charlie Sheen. He was hot in that day, uh, which I see a bit more. Young Charlie Sheen as Johnny Utah. Yeah. I can see a bit more. Absolutely. Than as it's Bodie. that kind of like intense, like yeah. eye focus. He's got those eyebrows. He's got very, yeah. especially in, back then. They say, take me seriously. <laughs> um, which this makes so much sense this was also like with i think this also it came down to like him and keanu in the matrix johnny depp yeah that makes i mean he still seems a bit young for it but i think i have no uh no yeah. barometer for... well he auditioned for it with ridley scott which is probably like right after nightmare on elm street probably very early on in his career mm. and then the studio pushed him to bigelow once they finally got around to like we're gonna make this film um because he was coming off of 21 jump street like he just finished 21 jump street in 1990 as was Edward Scissorhands, I believe it was 1990. Wow. See, I here's I remember reading some like teen novel when I was maybe a preteen, <laughs> and one of the characters was like in love with Johnny Depp, and like because I I was just like too young to have seen any of those movies. Yeah. Like I wasn't seeing Edward Scissorhands when it came out, you know. Right, right. But right. like it took me a long time to ever see a Johnny Depp movie, so it like I didn't get the appeal. I I don't know the first time I saw him in a movie. You know, it was probably like Gilbert Grape or something many years after that movie had come out. So, like, I think I have a very skewed perspective of how old he is and what he would have been doing at a given time. Because I'm like, wait, he's been around that long? I mean, I know Platoon, you know, but he was like a kid in Platoon. Oh, there you go. That's probably around the same time as when they were casting this film was like. Which also Charlie Sheen is in, so it might have just been yeah. like, okay, the people he, in Platoon like, come over and audition like, for uh, He's like a teenager. Um, in Platoon? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, regardless, by 
I don't know. I want to say platoon. Wasn't platoon oh, late seventies? I don't know. Surely Google could tell us. Something. No, like eight, it is late eighties. It was like platoon. Platoon, platoon is like um, like eighty six. Oh, you I know what? Say. I'm also thinking of Patton. And in this mm, moment, I complain. Yeah. I was like, "There's no way George C. George Scott, Scott was and yelling at Johnny. people." In the George C. Scott was just chewing out Charlie Sheen and Johnny Depp. <laughs> now I've sorted it all out in my brain. But he was still young. Out. He was still like the young. Yeah, yeah, guest. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but regardless, like around the time this film was made, he was coming off of Twenty One Jump Street, which makes sense in terms of like, oh, you're like a young cop going undercover yeah let's put you and, in this young cop young, going undercover and girls are obsessed with you oh yeah let's put you in this and, but of course he just did edward scissorhands and then i think the next film he did was benny and june so he was like he's fully like, like i'm gonna go the opposite direction I'm turning prestige for as long or as nothing I can. and then of course gilbert grave exactly he was doing yeah. like i'm not gonna do anything remotely like point break for i'm gonna quite do some time. benny and june <laughs> truly probably the most diametrically opposed film to point break to ever point is break. benny and june uh, probably uh. probably and <laughs> considered when Ridley scott was directing Matthew Broderick was offered the role. I, I, I truly, <laughs> that, I, <laughs> um, <laughs> look. You look distressed. I just, I, I, he's great in something like how to succeed in the early 90s when he's like, I'm going to play this thing that I do well and to the hilt. Um, just Ferris Bueller going undercover. I'm just trying to picture him on a surfboard. It's a little comical to picture. It's very comical. <laughs> it, you might say it's deeply comical. I'm just picturing him just trying to be, you know, I'm an FBI agent. And I had one lesson. Wowie, 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 wow. Also, Broderick, and I don't know the man. Listen, he... bra, I'm just gonna get this. There's a bug in your hair. Let me pull off a little chunk. Sorry, cowabunga, dudes. Broderick just doesn't strike me as the type of actor who is willing to undergo an intense, painful physical transformation in order to be able to, like, surf. It's honestly a little scary to picture a jack matthew broderick <laughs> i like it's kind of distressing there's one movie where and this is still very different because he has done very different a very different body of work but there's one movie with james spader called supernova this dumb sci-fi movie mm -hmm. that he is uncomfortably jacked in he has like his like in a tank top and his mm -hmm. arms are so big in a way that i've never seen on james spader that it looks like he might be wearing a muscle suit but they are his arms and i'm like i do not like looking at this sir but i also feel like <laughs> james spader is someone who most of the time is meant to make you slightly uncomfortable so sure. like that is right. fine but yeah, whereas matthew, matthew broderick, broderick it's like Matthew Broderick flexing his with biceps is weird, weird to think of. I don't think they would have. I, I think it'd have been like more. It. It'd have been more like whatever. It. If you just have like the young, it, it would have been just pitched a little differently. You think? If you have like a Matthew Broderick or like then you know have have like a Michael J. Fox. It's like I could see more than Matthew Broderick. Yes. yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. All right. Uh, Val Kilmer turned it down that makes sense to me it does i actually see him as a Bodie. i i could easily see either way sure you know yeah um we, also because in 1991 he was playing jim morrison in the doors so he also has that long oh, okay. curly hair i'm thinking of him mainly with a crew cut you know well sure but although in the saint he did at one point have like that long wig to play that south african oh, brother in the saint he had a lot of wigs a lot of wigs a lot of dialects some more convincing than others none of them convincing well, uh but no. you're right some more convincing than others 
yeah. But I think Val Kilmer, decent choice for, for Bodhi. Uh, and we have, oh, that sound means it's time to play a quick round of Two Truths and Some Gag. The way it works, two of the following actors were up for the role of Johnny Utah. One was not. And Amy Joe's to guess which is which. Your options are Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. and Patrick Swayze. I'm going to go Willem Dafoe. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. So I'm going to go Swayze. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. As wow! far as I could tell, Nicolas Cage was not considered I, for this. Because I forget every time until we do one of the two of them in a film that he and, and Reeves are the exact the same, same age. age. Which is well, stunning to me. Well, there you go. When you uh, are living a you know a clean life and you're working out and you're an action star, you look like Keanu Reeves. And when you're too busy buying auctioning, buying on dino and skulls islands. and islands, you look like Nick Cage. Yeah. Um, and I love Nick Cage, but incredible to realize that they're the same age yeah uh, no yeah. i mean i think he would have been terrible in either role like truly dreadful but it i would yeah. have uh believed that he would be up for it you know i 100 percent agree which is why i put him but nope but uh very surprised that willem dafoe was which yeah. i can actually also see a bit as a Bodie. i could see more than as a johnny utah that, that's willem dafoe as like you know young upstart lead is never was never a, we- a thing that I saw on I, him. I can see it if it's just calibrated differently than what we see. I think that what's on the page is not what made it to the screen. Well- <laughs> because uh, also just the performance of the FBI agent also yeah. feels like someone who's overcompensating and trying to like pull a performance out that doesn't need to be there. Do you mean you the know? boss? Yeah. Yes, John C. McGinley. Yeah, yes. Yeah, He's uh, just like yeah. screaming at everything. It just seems like too much, which could be could be how he was directed it could yeah. be his frustration at, like whomever he was acting opposite i don't know i wasn't there but it, it's a lot um but i feel like if you have someone who's like yeah just like really focused and intense who then learns to loosen up through surfing i feel like that could be one of the ways you get an arc but again because you have keanu who's someone who i just <laughs> believe i believe the focus but it's just that it's not how i i don't know i just can't see it as like that's where this character puts his focus as it is in this man yeah does sure. that make sense it does I've said no that? it does i mean regardless yeah willem dafoe is still a weird is a choice. weird choice for this and patrick swayze was much more interested in the role of Bodie and pursued that yes. which i think makes so much more sense i think he's much better much for better Bodie and is very interesting that's a very interesting yeah. look on usage him. of him yeah, too. Yeah. i mean it's still i much prefer him in roadhouse as silly as roadhouse is i think it's um, a the quintessential, quintessential. I mean, I, for a lot of people, it's Dirty Dancing, which I still have not seen. I still haven't seen it either. Well, there you go. Listener, I know you are screaming. One day, maybe for this podcast, about the Dirty Dancing? I, don't, I, I honestly don't know. I don't, I don't know if there's other casting options for it. TBH, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so there are a few characters we didn't mention, so let's briefly touch on them. We've just talked about them. So John C. McGinley as Harp. Which I couldn't believe. 31 when he filmed this. He, I mean, talk about the difference, you know, like Nick Cage and Keanu Reeves of mm-hmm. he doesn't, he looks easily 41 yeah. in this film. Which I, he's so good in Scrubs, which is what I mainly know him from as Dr. Cox. Uh, and so I want to give him more of a, more leeway, but he's really bad in this. He's I, real bad. It's not bad. a good performance. No, it's a real one note. And, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because he's saying we're, we're a bunch of pencil pushers, but he looks, he's got his sleeves rolled up. So he's on his jacked arms and he's just like, what? I think part of it is that the writing of these scenes, it doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. Because it, I think if they had the Utah character more clearly 
set up like what they wanted it to be there's all those scenes where it's like it, i think it's supposed to be keanu reeves taking the piss out of him but it's like it, it comes across where you're like are you being genuine right now exactly because are you being keanu doesn't play sarcastic comical? no not at, you're Ever. right that's the problem Keanu he doesn't is know too how to genuine yes. he's too earnest i think that's exactly what it is so if you have either someone in in the role of johnny utah who is a bit who has more of a sardonic edge that swagger then, yeah yeah who then learns to loosen up that Nin- makes mm. more sense 1991 robert Downey jr yes yes yeah. something like that yeah. then i think it would play the script better and give this actor more to act opposite to me i'm looking at this going is it because this guy f- was overcompensating for what he felt was like lacking in his co-star's performance? Was he yeah. directed to be that way? Was it was he directed to be that way because of the way Keanu was coming across? I don't know. I don't. But it either. it isn't successful. Yeah. Um. Mm. And and yeah, I think none of those scenes make sense because the calibration is off between all the performances and yeah. because the writing is sloppy. Yeah. So um, as I said, now that I have got my notes, Delroy Lindo was thirty seven in nineteen ninety. So when this would have been filming so i'm like just have delroy lindo from the jump or if you want someone who's a lot more of like do it as an actual like the pencil pusher like like what do you think you're what are you doing um since jonathan mcgillian was only 31 so i'm like you can have a bit of a younger guy william h macy yes or stanley tucci yes any of these are good choices um and it would be fun to have either of them get punched out by gary Busey because it's like all right just shut your mouth and just knock him out in the bank what you get with delroy lindo is someone who's also got like just like he brings status wherever he goes you know and and he's just like got that sense of humor that i think would be easy to fold into the anger of this guy in a way that then wouldn't necessitate screaming yeah there's no sense of humor and was it John C. McGinley? John C. McGinley. Yeah. There's no sense of humor in his performance, which None. is part of the, I think, part of the issue. Yeah. Although I just remembered, is is that the last time we see him? Is when Gary Busey punches him out? No, you see him. Is he there at the end? He not, not the not on oh. the beach in Australia, but he's there at the end um, when they're arresting Keanu. That's. There's the two like, yeah. flunkies, and then and Gary then... Busey punches him out. Oh, is that where he? Pu- I thought it was uh, a little. Early. I think it's the last we see of him, which well, could imply that he punched him so hard he killed him. <laughs> <laughs> we never see him again, and that's I... why they had to flee. <laughs> well, we don't see any of those guys again because we go and we do other things with our lives. Well, this is triple, but they, you could have had Johnson McGinley at the end. I feel like this very easily you would have the scene of him at the end being like, "Well, you did it, Utah. You finally brought him in, and Utah throw then Utah throws his badge away." And it's like, I yeah, don't that would have been a better coda, but they didn't bother to do that. Well, that's fine. You got that, which I love that because they filmed that like actually like a year later so you've, you've got, got like the Keanu hair Reeves having his actual long hair from having he, grew, he had to grow it out to do the sequel the bill and ted's bogus journey uh but yeah so of course we talked about her before she's so good i think it's the best performance in the movie by far Lori petty she's as tyler so so good she comes in and with her first line you know exactly who this person is the point of view is so clear and part of that is because her character is written as a foil to someone else's so it's like it's they the writer knows what they want this character's function to be um which just is easier to play than like i don't know you have to somehow fulfill all of these plot functions yeah definitely and she's but she oh she's one of the only actors that i never heard a line where i was like you really had to work to get that one to come out 
you know? And like, she always feels like so human, so in the world. And I'm never like watching the actor try to figure out how to make it sound or look good, you know? Absolutely. Which must have been a feat because everyone else was struggling, you know? Yeah. Except for maybe Gary Busey, but I think that has less to do with the writing and more to do with like, I'll just try everything. (laughs) Gary Busey, he's just brought his own newspaper. He's reading the comics. Like, okay, I guess he's like, oh, he's now just making his lunch order. He doesn't realize we're filming. He's actually asking Keanu to get him two meatball hoagies. Yeah. He didn't even realize he was doing a movie. (laughs) Apparently, they'd only were considering conventional blonde surfer chicks and then however she got it laurie petty managed to get an audition and bigelow rewrote the role for her because she loved her so much well good yes it's so much more interesting than having like a stereotypical like whatever like beach bunny type also like you know there's what little i've read about surfing partially because i was just like looking up stuff as we were working on Mm -hmm. this is that like it is, as you might expect, extremely male-dominated as yeah. a sport and very hard to, like, break in as a woman. And it's like, you know, there's there's something about Hollywood, like a Hollywood movie not just going with a stereotype of, like, what you think that's supposed to look like. And I think it brings out something more interesting and it also, like, tells us something about this character who is, like – not that like she's cut her hair off and behaves in this way in yeah. order to like somehow like be one of the guys like that. I don't feel like that's an element at all, but it's, it's, it's got more of like an anybody's in West side story feel of, sure. of just like, I- I'm not going to make myself into what you think I'm supposed to be so that I am allowed to surf. Like I'm good at surfing. So, and I yeah. love it. So that's why I'm going to do it and screw you if you think otherwise, Definitely. which works really well on this actor and this character. Yeah, it's just a disappointment that she's so sidelined that last Ugh. half hour when she's just held captive and you the see her like bummer. on a little video screen when the heat Swayze shows Reeves uh, and then you don't see her until the very end when she's like, let her go. And I, like, it'd been great. I know the movie's like already like two hours and two minutes, so you don't have time for it, but you could cut something somewhere else and give us like a quick a mini action scene of her like managing to start to get away yeah. and then gets recaptured just to give her like a little more agency. Or something at the end to at the very end like even in that last scene when we see her in in real time where she is able to contribute to something at the end yeah so that it's not just yeah well they released me so i'll run across this beach into my lover's arms i know i from every because everything that we've gotten from her before that you want it 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 is uh unfortunate it's a disappointment i mean she is very small and and so that if you have this big tall guy with a gun like it's, but they also they have her in this like white nighty, uh, which also no, feels like very weird for this so character. Strange. I mean, like they must have kidnapped her at night, but it's like really that's what she's wearing to bed. Well, I know, but the, you know, all the other times that we see, it's like she's like just sleeping. Her and Keanu are like are just both naked yeah. when they're sleeping together, or she's got like whatever. She's wearing like one of his shirts when she's got the gun pointed at him, when she realizes she's he's FBI. Yeah. So it's just like yeah, like this little dainty white nighty feels very like well, on this character. I know. Did the note did not get to the costume department that the character had changed from a like stereotypical like help yeah or or they wanted it to make her look more helpless in that moment so that, they put that's her in true. that that makes I guess so. that but you that, could that still do it, that in like yeah, a like, black version of the same it. thing yeah. would still somehow make it a little less like on the nose yeah. yeah yeah I agree I agree but either way she's so good um oh and, and how could I almost forget we also then finally have gary Busey. wow as papas 
I don't Angelo have Pappas. a lot of experience with Gary Busey films. Um, so I wasn't. You thought full- this was the first film you've I, seen with him in it? I think it is. Yeah. Um, and wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's very entertaining. Yeah. You know, it's just like I'm never bored watching him. I don't know that it all adds up. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, I kind of don't care because you are amusing yourself with your choices and trying to keep yourself from i don't know either losing your mind or just like well i'm gonna the choices are inventive yeah and engaging i'm engaged watching even if i'm like what is happening i mean it's a great example is that first scene where we meet him of how stupid the script is because it's like they're at like this pool having to go dive in and catch bricks and he's like it's all so he can be blindfolded, so he can just yeah. rant about this dumb young partner that they're pairing me with. And then Keanu Reeves is like, uh, nice to meet you. And he's putting the blindfold off and be like, oh, no, I was making fun of you while you were right here. Um, but what a way to get to do that. But by him being like, you know, I've been, I've been tw- 22 years in the FBI. I'm like, I don't see what the point is of me having a blindfold or trying to I've never had a... Is that a thing that they are making people 22 years in the FBI to do? go do? Blindfolded and diving into a pool to pick up bricks. Also, the guy who is like running the, the like drill, yeah. like tosses a couple bricks in, but there's guys diving in the whole time. <laughs> so he could have just hit some poor agent in the head with a brick. Well, well that's the other part of it. You got to catch bricks, but you also got to dodge bricks. <laughs> So but, he's irresponsible right. about. But then the scene ends with Gary Busey like, "All right, wahoo!" and doing like a like a side flip into the pool, and you're like, "Yes, that's where Gary Busey is bringing in his particular je ne sais quoi into this film." <laughs> and uh, truly, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so fun. If you were to get someone else, I mean, you, I, I feel, I. Gary Busey feels like the less prestige Nick Nolte to me. Um, I also don't know if I've ever seen Nick Nolte. In a oh, film. you. Uh, we won't bother going through his filmography, but I feel like you, it'd be much harder to have gone without ever seeing well, Nick Nolte. In a we'll movie find than out. Gary and we'll Busey. report back. Uh, we'll find out and report back, listener. Um, but or like a John Goodman, I think would be delightful. Mm, yes. As, yes. As someone that has like his conspiracy theory of like it's these surfers that everyone that just laughs at. Is John, laughing a at John great Goodman. choice. Yeah, and or, someone that you totally buy is like he's been around. Yeah. He, like yes, I I like that a lot. Or grouchy little Bob Hoskins, maybe <laughs> just having just watched him in Who Framed Roger Rabbit a few weeks ago. Uh, I just want more of him. I want more of him. Like although he's not. Although I guess that is set in LA. I was like, with that, I, I, he wouldn't have like the New York accent, but I'm like, but I guess Eddie Valiant has that New York accent while he's in California. Uh, well, in, it's, in it, didn't everyone well, yeah. have an uh, unnecessary New York accent? I mean, Peter Falk as Columbo is clearly from <laughs> Brooklyn and then moved to LA. Right. Maybe Mrs. Columbo's from California. Who's oh, to say? Who you know, could say. Uh, so Patrick Swayze was such a lover of skydiving that he persistently tried to coerce gary Busey into taking a jump with him and finally gary Busey agreed to go with swayze once filming had finished that's the wise choice but i wonder if that's what had got him to do drop zone if he was like oh, oh now i love jumping out of these planes oh there's another any anytime hey agent agent of mine i forget your name anytime you got a plane jumping movie uh send it my way <laughs> that's true that i mean imagine you're like okay i'm gonna do a movie where I mean, you don't have to jump out of a plane, but it's, you know, like, oh yeah, I might have to jump out of a plane. Let's just do it. I've never done it, but that seems like a real hoot, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I love the idea of just like, oh, I was flying up, uh, yeah, I was flying today. Like, how, how was work, honey? I was good. I flew uh, Patrick Swayze and Gary Busey were jumping out of my plane today. You know? <laughs> 
I'm sure that those those people have some stories. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. As with any profession, especially in like LA, oh, yeah. where you're like, oh, whatever. You're constantly you know. dealing with celebrities. Exactly. Exactly. And there are obviously like uh, certain not brands but um certain companies that cater more to like mm. we'll be yeah, discreet exactly. you know with a celebrity guy well you don't want a situation like when will smith and jada pinkett smith oh accidentally gosh. went with tiffany haddish onto a uh it was like a tour a swamp, a swamp tour. tour yes a swamp tour her famous groupon story the groupon where they thought a groupon meant that she had like a boat that you could fit a groupon and instead it's will smith and jada pinkett smith and all these normies just losing their minds as they're like tiffany we thought you had your own boat and she's like what could of the way i I picked you up in my the amount of money that i currently have pre-girls trip air i think she was like doing press for girls yeah yeah that story went viral uh right so that's what you get yeah imagine going up to go skydive for the first time and you're like next to you is like gary Busey being like i don't want to do it patrick you gotta we gotta gotta take this plane down swayze all right i'll do it but you can't let go of my hand uh so final thoughts anything that we haven't gotten to we pretty much talked about all the big characters in the film we didn't really mention the other surfers you had i mean you had actual actor james lagrosse and then these uh two surfer dudes turned actors uh bo jesse christopher i believe as uh, you, you pronounce it and john philbin uh who i thought are, are did, they two of the two they're the, the other two there's like there J- james lagrosse was roach so he was the one that I shoots don't know who's anybody right. he's the one that dies he's the last one to die gotcha is james Legros- yes. he, he's in like i think he's in the movie of that Scotland, makes sense because he has PA. like an actual death scene uh and then the other two i thought they acquitted themselves fine just fine just the one guy fine. with the the longer hair non-goatee guy yes was when they're all around like the circle uh, the, the fire circle thing at the party i was like this guy's a surfer that they hired which is fine he's he's like clearly so excited to be acting yeah i was like oh there is some hard <laughs> acting happening and i'm like well good for you buddy you know i, it, I can't surf it was very yeah, that particularly, that moment was very reminding me of Michelangelo and Ninja Turtles, yes. which, you know, yes. I would be kind of interested if you did Point Break, but the four robbers <gasps> were the Ninja Turtles. You get Ooh. Michelangelo as that one. I think that's Gromit. Um, I guess Raphael would be Roach because he's yes, kind of like the more, more sardonic. Snarky. He's the one yeah. that's like really the most that's like against Keanu. I'm surprised I didn't have more of that to have like one of the guys being like, I don't like yeah. this guy. I don't trust him, which they didn't really get into. But I think they didn't want to, I think they're maybe trying to construct the film in such a way that they don't tip the hand. And if you have too much, that's all of them before he oh, realizes sure. it. I like get, there's yeah. only that, that scene where Keanu puts it together is the first time we see them as just a unit of four. So I mm. think if there's too much of that, they, they did a nice job of making, Oh, he might've been the one when they're playing football and Keanu tackles oh, Patrick's yeah, in the yeah, surf yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. what's the matter? What's the matter with you guy? Maybe he's that guy. So that's yeah. your Raphael. And I guess by default, the goatee guy is Donatello because Swayze is Leonardo. Does he drive the car? That would make sense. Ooh, good point. And I then I guess I don't know. Splinter is the one. Is Rosie is the one holding? He's just like the other guy. I don't know. No, or no, he's is he that rabbit samurai? <laughs> no. Well, you then can take some of the bad guys. He's like the rhinoceros. You know. Ooh, interesting. He's bebop or mm. rock steady. Mm. You know. There you go. That feels it much. Might not. Is it not a perfect one to one? I'm shocked to hear this. And the soundtrack by you, Vanilla Ice. You know who's Shredder? <laughs> <laughs> Keanu is sh- shredding waves. Keanu Reeves is shredded. Keanu Reeves is shreddering those waves. Uh, exactly. Exactly. It all works out. It's perfect. <laughs> and of course, I feel like I have to mention the uh, cult 
theater that came from this film Point Break Live, in which the role where they just do the film live as a stage show, and the film the role of Johnny Utah is played by an audience member chosen by popular acclamation after a brief audition and the new Keanu reads all of his or her lines from cue cards for the duration of the show to capture the rawness of a Keanu Reeves performance even from those who generally think themselves incapable of acting oh man Keanu's done fine for himself we love Keanu (laughs) Amy Jo Jeff what are you recommending this week so glad you asked um (laughs) This is a podcast that is very popular, so I wouldn't necessarily think of recommending it, except for I know that a lot of our listeners are not necessarily overlapping Mm. with this podcast listeners. And also because one of my dear friends who seems like they would have been one of the first people to listen to this podcast, like just messaged me being like, oh my gosh, I just discovered this podcast and listened to your episode of it. I was like, how are... How are the masses not fully listening to it? And so this podcast is called Las Culturistas, and it is hosted by Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bowen Yang, now of SNL fame, and Matt Rogers is like blowing up and is in a ton of stuff. Um, But uh, it's a very delightful, like, queer comedy podcast. It is, I mean, it is absolutely bonkers they do a a segment at the end of each episode called i don't think so honey and you have one minute to rail on culture so i'm a guest on an earlier episode now they have like only famous people on um but i was able to be on when it was just the normies and they did now they do these well they haven't obviously in quite some time but they do these live episodes of i don't think so honey where they'll invite however many comedians to rail on culture for a minute at a time and so i was on the inaugural episode of that right after my brother um but it's so fun they have great guests and great rapport they're like dear friends since college mm. um and i think scroll through find a guest who sounds interesting and just listen and laugh and let them take you away because they're absolutely absurd and now that they've both really oh, yeah. blown up there's like a great roster of guests and episodes to pick from and since you're listening to this i'd assume that you like me and Amy Joe just a little bit. So go and listen to Amy Joe's episode because yeah. it's so fun and so charming. It's... And she's also because she doesn't sing on this episode or this uh, podcast. This but podcast at all. Amy Joe is uh, except for the intro. You're so right. Of course, she's you sing every episode. I sing um, but all the time. You don't get to uh, do your usual impressive scrolling and belting. And I, I do three uh, three numbers. On yeah. That, so if uh, you want to hear episode. some more of Amy Joe singing, go check out her episode yeah. on. Uh, it's Las called Culturistas. She's Up in the Hirschfeld. She's up in the Hirschfeld. Uh, I don't remember what episode. <laughs> It is. I have to scroll back a while because I think it was like 2017, something like that. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's it's a real hoot of a time. Love it. Jeff. Amy Joe. What are you recommending this week? Uh, well, you know, we got these uh, this film about these uh, these robbers. They're kind of they're they're hustling, if you will. So I of course wanted to recommend the 2019 film Hustlers. <laughs> if you have not seen it yet, well, you've got people that are also robbing people. So I was like, oh, this is the thread. No, okay. Even regardless, yeah. uh, this is the, the movie from Lorraine Scafaria uh, about uh, these strippers who band together to start robbing clients and it is this really fun uh like comedy drama crime film you have constance Wu, you have jennifer lopez who should have been nominated for an oscar because she for it no she should not it's a fun movie but she shouldn't have been nominated for an oscar uh well strong disagree she got (laughs) nominated she got nominated for a golden globe so there's more categories 
not for supporting. Uh, <sighs> well, there isn't for, for for lead. You have comedy and drama, but for oh. supporting, that's all there yeah, well, is. When's that's the last time I watched the Globes? Wrote well, nor have I. Uh, I don't watch these Globes and Oscars, but I enjoy knowing who gets of nominated course. or when. Uh, also a bit young for it, but I could also have seen J Lo as Tyler. It's also in uh, this film. Been, it's also yeah, really fun. It, but, yeah. um, but regardless, is a a very fun really well directed and shot film um which is also why i was reminded of because i was like because Catherine bigelow is so good directing her directing on this i feel like it's one of the strong points mm-hmm. um and hustlers i i didn't get to see in theaters i saw it after the fact but if you've it like it made some money but it didn't make in my opinion enough money it didn't make enough people didn't see it mm-hmm. uh so i'd strongly recommend you check out hustlers and that's what we're recommending this week Ta-da-da. Do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of? Email us at endalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at andalmoststarring. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to drop by iTunes or wherever you rate and review podcasts and give us a little rate in and review. It's so stupid, but it helps. Give <laughs> us five stars and write, I don't know, whatever you're moved to 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 write. Like, if you don't listen to this podcast, you're headed for a wipeout. <laughs> Exactly. Perfect. Until next time, <laughs> I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred. <laughs> <laughs>